Welcome to the latest ASA podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. We continue to get good questions from the membership. Yay! It beats having me figure out what you think you want to know, because I inevitably get that wrong. So this week, the question was, what are you seeing from the industrial segment? Non-hospitality, retail, commercial, things like mills and foundries and manufacturing plants, refineries, etc. Labor shortages, material shortages, what exactly is going on? Well, a complicated question, complicated answer to follow. The manufacturing sector has been, as it usually is, a little all over the place because it's not unified in any respect. So you end up having to break it down according to kind of the industrial sector that you're talking about. So we have all been hearing for the past several months about the delays and the problems in the automotive sector. And it really goes far beyond chips. As a matter of fact, the chip shortage is almost at an end. I mean, you're beginning to see production ramp up in places like Taiwan and Korea, and we're getting caught up. The problem is that there's still a huge backlog, and now you're seeing shortages and a lot of other things. So assemblies are held up, various materials are not arriving, so the supply chain issue has gone beyond silicon chips and includes a lot of other things. What you also have going on in automotive, which is kind of unusual, is that consumers are buying them anyway, even though they can't take delivery in some cases for months. We've talked to a number of people in the dealer business who say, look, we've got probably two, three, four hundred cars spoken for the minute they arrive at the lot because people are buying them in advance. So the automotive sector is kind of a special case. You've certainly seen a lot of plants shut down temporarily or slow down temporarily because they're running into supply issues. They've had the same concerns with labor shortage that everybody else has. You go to a sector like aerospace, and it's a whole different story because aerospace saw a lot of decline in demand over the past year. The air travel industry took it on the chin during the the height of the COVID-19 crisis and just started to see recovery this summer, but now starting to see a retreat again. So you're running into the issues of People reluctant to fly, airlines responding to this, um, the number of purchases in the airline industry has continued to be strong. The airline or the airline companies are still anticipating that they're going to be needing more planes. They're a lot more concerned about fuel efficiency than they were. But there's still some of that trickle effect uh, within the aerospace sector as a whole. Computers and electronic equipment and things of that nature, they're booming. I mean, you're still seeing a tremendous amount of activity in those sectors for all the most obvious of reasons. Machinery sales have been pretty good. Uh, If you look at kind of the capital investment decisions that are being made by small to mid-sized manufacturers, they're still very strong. One of the things that I do for another organization is a quarterly review of what the small job shops are doing. And it looks at, among other things, capacity utilization and capital investment. All last year, capital investment was way down. People were delaying capital investment projects for a quarter or two, if not an entire year. That began to reverse this year. So you started to see a lot more CapEx 
particularly in first quarter, but then it kind of slumped a bit in second quarter. You didn't see quite as much activity, though it was still strong. The majority of that capital spending has been oriented towards machines, but what we have learned from past periods is that once the machine purchases are made, the next step is making capital improvements to the facility itself in order to basically handle the new machines. It's kind of humorous when you think about it. When it was just a bunch of people, you could stick them into some horrible cinder block building with no air conditioning and and junk laying everywhere, and that was good enough. But now you've got robots, and the robots are saying, oh, no, 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 this is too dirty for me. It's It's not air conditioned. I can't function in this environment. So people are having to clean up their facilities, not for the people, but for the robots. So that kind of thing is beginning to drive some of the construction development in that sector. Other areas of manufacturing kind of varies. Oil field work has been a little bit confused. We're not sure what we're doing as far as fossil fuel development. It's still obviously a huge part of the U.S. energy sector. But what emphasis is going to be placed on what and from who? So there's a little bit of of delay there. The number of oil rigs has been declining in the last several months, even though demand has been going up. Overall, manufacturing has done pretty well. Um, As many of you are aware, we do a manufacturing study. It's called the Strategic Intelligence System, where we focus pretty much exclusively on manufacturing, and the charts have been very impressive. They've become a little less dramatic in the last month or two, but still clearly showing a recovery from the recession of last year, and even getting back to numbers that we saw maybe 2007, 2008, before the Great Recession. We have seen a lot of variability in some of the more primary areas. Primary metals have been all over the place, so have fab metals, The primary metal sector has been affected by demand, but it's also been affected by the supply chain. Steel prices are high, copper prices are high. And part of that is just because the producers have not really been secure in what the demand is coming forward. So they're a little reluctant to put a lot of money behind expanding production. Kind of a holdover from what happened in 2020 when they all got stuck with way more stuff than they knew what to do with and kind of weighed on their books through the entire year. So now they're being very cautious. Overall, we're looking at relatively strong economic numbers, but not as strong as they were even a month or two ago. The question on everybody's mind is that are we headed further down or are we going to see a rebound? We're kind of in the very first stages of a potential shallow W. We all have letters to describe recessions. We know what a V looks like. You go down fast, you come back fast. We know what a U looks like. You go down fast, linger, and then come back. A W is a little recession that follows a big recession. So we've gone through the big one. Are we going to be going through another big one? Unlikely. But we will likely go through a little bit of a retreat. So the numbers spiked and then will come down a bit presumably to return to close to where they were this summer when we get to the beginning of next year. So on the industrial sector, 
things look pretty solid, not as robust as they might have been a month or so ago, but certainly not in any way, shape, or form showing distress. I mean, the Purchasing Managers Index is still close to 60, when anything over 50 indicates growth. Credit Managers Index has been up there, capacity utilization's up there, durable goods are up there. They're just, all of them, not as strong as they were July, June, uh, even into August. So we're seeing a little bit of a retreat. I think it's kind of more of a breather than it is a real signal of distress. But as with everything else, it's going to depend on how we react to the virus. Are there going to be lockdowns? Doubtful. Is there going to be more protocol? Yes. Are consumers going to be more cautious, more concerned? Yes. Is this going to seriously affect the manufacturing sector? Probably not, but we just have to watch it as we go forward. So that's it for this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks.